0: Well, welcome to Monday Night Therapy with John and Todd.
1: You know what I noticed,
0: Todd? Did you watch volleyball this weekend?
1: Yes, I did.
0: You know, I, I when we were playing Minnesota and sweeping them, <laughs> I I just I envy the guys that can be announcers at those games because they just, you know, just so pronounced in their voices, you know, they just – Wish I well mine was always sounded more you know when i screamed throughout my life it always sounded more like a madman than a, a you know a
1: force of power well john so, baylor he certainly he certainly uh gets fired up during games what i i guess you know talking about announcers i'm glad that the big 10 um well first of all i think it's great the big 10 broadcast as much volleyball as they do thanks thanks to the btn but um they really—they got a couple of new announcers this year, or maybe I just didn't notice them in the past. That really do know the game, so it's finally nice to have, you know, two announcers that that know the game and can can talk intelligently about it, rather than, you know, just some announcer guy who shows up at a volleyball game.
0: Well, Minnie Hunt is a new member, you new YouTube member for the channel. It's like a a month. To show us support because it makes my heart flutter when this happens.
1: <laughs> That's what it does. Especially when I'm it's not sure I want games. your heart fluttering, John.
0: Well, that is a that is probably not the best uh, phrase for me to use. Uh we're coming up a big win against the Louisiana Tech Bulldogs, Todd. What were That's you That was pretty impressed good, by? John.
1: That was pretty good, John. I like that imitation. I
0: I need to now I need to uh what what do they call that? Come on. The word just went zing. Practice. Zing? Practice. Zing. Zing it. Practicing would be what good. What were you What were you first What were you most impressed by in the Big Nebraska win?
1: What was I most impressed by? Um I think honestly what I was most impressed by was Anthony Grant and the defense. I know you know I'm going to flip that. I was most impressed by the defense and Anthony Grant. You know, we had a a member of the of the community last week remark something about how we never talk about the defense because they're playing so well. Um, but I, I I certainly was impressed by by the defense. Um, you know the 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 defensive line for being such a question mark going into this season. Um, They've certainly exceeded my expectations, and they have to have exceeded the expectations of most people who have paid attention to Nebraska football in recent years. And, you know, for me at football games, I have a hard time, you know, when I'm there live. You know, I, I sit up high enough, which is one thing, but it's, I really have to discipline myself if I want to focus in on one aspect of what's going on out there. And I really I really did tune in to the offensive line, or excuse me, the defensive line this last uh, game. And there are some damn good players. And, and you know, we know about Nash Hutmacher. We know about Ty Robinson. You know, Blaze Gunnerson. he's the third starter. You know, he's playing well. But then, you know, that second unit, and, I, and the one I really watched quite a bit was Riley Van Poppel. You know he's a true freshman out of Texas. That kid is a beast already. Now Cam Leonard, you know he isn't playing right now. He's injured. Right. But I'll tell you what, I I I'm pretty doggone optimistic about the future of that that D line. Now they got Michigan coming up, and uh, you know that's that's a man team. Um, yeah. So uh, we'll we'll see we'll see how they stack up against uh, the Wolverines.
0: Well, we get get yoked on PSN, became a new member. Thank you. And uh, let's see here. The, the, real quick, I'll shout out another guy. Uh, but I, uh, come on. Jay Cilantro. For, like checking in, longtime listener, first-time caller.
1: Thanks for joining us. By I was J- most impressed J- by Heim- – Let me ask something. What? Is Jay Cilantro the one who wrote the fan post on Corn Nation? Well, that's probably true. It is Jay Solange. I'm, it did was you, a Solange I'll tell you what, I, I thought it was a great fan post. Really kind of got you thinking a little bit. I appreciated it. If, well, whoever it was, I really appreciated that fan post. <laughs> I think that that's the
0: guy. Uh, there you go. But uh, he had written the earlier one that you, you had shouted out a few months ago. Okay. Most impressive thing I saw was that Heinrich Harburg can run. I mean, he can really run. I I went back. I went back. I want what I wanted to do was I wanted to go back and get like screenshots of the game and how we were aligned and stuff like that. And when I went to the DVR on YouTube TV, what had happened, I wanted to specifically show like how Louisiana Tech was lined up when 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 we started throwing the ball a little toward the end of the game, but what happened is BTN just flipped over to the Illinois game. And they, we never saw, you know, if you go back to your DVR, you miss the end of the Nebraska game. So it wasn't there, but uh, you, I mean, I went back and watched some highlights and Heinrich Harburg didn't just, you know, run. I, he had a burst of speed to get past the secondary and then he just took off and outran everybody. And of all the things we heard about this guy, over the off season, like him having a burst of speed was not one of them. Now, I mean, you know, maybe he won't be able to do that to Michigan's defensive backs, but for being surprised at the fact that the guy could move that well, I guess, you know, I found that exciting.
1: That was the thing that got me. Well, I thought it was interesting that they ran the option as much as they did. It was also interesting that he never pitched, never pitched the ball, but, that's because of the defense that La Tech was playing. Yeah. They never, yeah. you know, they were protecting against the pitch man, and they never collapsed on, on Harburg. So yeah, um, yeah, he can move. He he can he he's all right. I I would love to see um, more of the option, but uh, I'm I'm curious how effective they they they're going to run it when he actually is forced to pitch the ball. Well, I think the thing about playing Michigan is.
0: You know, after the game, I said to my family, if this same offensive line plays this way against Michigan, Michigan is going to treat our offensive linemen like ragdolls, and they're just going to tear them apart. And the only way you really can combat that is by running misdirection plays and by running plays like options where you're getting – you know what you're going to do? You're going to have guys that have – you have to give them an advantage to get leverage on players that are better than them, and that's where you're trapping and pulling – and stuff like that. Well, Go I think Aaron Keen, Aaron Keen, Aaron Keen, Aaron Keane says, "How about that fullback in his blocking? He deserves
1: to run a few."
0: Just saying.
1: Well, you see, there's the other aspect of running the option because you know Nebraska right now is running the option from you know the shotgun um, or pistol, whatever formation you want to call it. Um, they, they aren't faking. They don't have a full. But they haven't had a fullback in there. When they've been running it. So, you know, that fake um, has been non existent. Now, if they're going to continue to do this, I hope they do bring the fullback into play. They ran a lot out of the power eye late in the game, out of the eye formation with a fullback there. They had nine consecutive running plays, and there you go. And in most of the instances, there was a fullback there in the game. Um, So, you know, that would add to uh, their options that they would have if they. Uh, did have a few quarterback or excuse me, fullback run plays. Now I'm drawing a blank on the kid's name that was in there most of the time at fullback, uh, but he got dinged up and there's, uh, you know, I haven't heard an injury report. I, I hope he's able to come back this week, but you know, I and I, I guess I left something out earlier and I'm not just going to sit here and gab, but you asked me what I was impressed by the most. I did say the defense and Anthony Grant. I really was impressed with Anthony Grant Um he had quite a few carries. He was effective at the perimeter. He was also effective inside. So yeah. it was, you know, Anthony Grant had a good start to the season last year, and then he wasn't that impressive in the later games. The bottom line is, is that when Anthony Grant puts his foot in the ground, makes his cut, and goes, he's a really good runner. But when he starts dancing a bit and is indecisive, decisive, um, he, he isn't nearly as good. Okay, here's
0: the formation Nebraska was in when Harburg had his seventy-two yard run that was called back, and you'll notice that it's spread out a little bit. Uh, here's the formation that they were in when when uh, uh, Harburg had an option keeper, and again it's spread out a little bit, and, it, and then again here's the the here is the. Formation again when he had that long run. He's this is the last touchdown. This is the formation we were in. You'll notice again it's spread out. And I think that that's I think they're gonna have to do that to Michigan. Like and I, they can't just they can't group them in the middle of the field. The, the, Michigan will just bring everybody into the box and tear them to shreds. No if they expect I, I think, to get any yardage whatsoever.
1: Well, and, and Michigan's gonna have Michigan is gonna run a defense that uh, they'll be coached up and they will take Harburg. They'll take him out. I mean, I don't mean that in a, they're going to take him out. No, what I mean is, is that they will attack Harburg on that option.
0: Given that he starts Todd or even plays at all. We
1: can come back. We'll come to that (laughs) a little bit later.
0: (laughs) So where are you going Next. You made more
1: notes than I did. I'll let you be in charge for a bit. So, you know, yeah, first of all, it was, you know, it was a a two-touchdown victory, though. You know, Nebraska certainly um, uh, was more impressive. I mean, you know, there was more dominance than a two-touchdown win. But, um, you know, four games in, Nebraska sits two and two. So, you know, John, so far this season – you know what do you think has been you know, i mean you, you we, we responded to this game so uh-huh. what do you think is the best thing the worst thing so far about nebraska four games in what's the best what's the worst what's your biggest surprise what's your what what's your hope how specific should i be over, huh
0: how specific should i be
1: you don't need to be you can be as specific as you
0: want I think I'm going to be very specific. I think the most uh, the best thing is that we have a pass rush and we've actually seen quarterbacks snap, sacked. I was going to say snacked, snacked upon. That, I, that that I think is the most. I mean, come on, if you like defense, that's one of the most best things that you can see in a Nebraska team to do to the other team is them in passing or them in the backfield, tackles for loss and sacks. There you go. And what do you say? The worst, obviously, the worst is the turnovers. I think the worst is, uh, I mean, that's obvious. The turnovers are easily the worst thing. But uh, if you had to go with not the easy layup answer, it's, I'd probably say that the offensive line hasn't developed as well. I think they're doing. Uh, you said people at, on Twitter and stuff, and and thinking the YouTube comments and coordination comments. Abast, you know, is the offensive line any better? And, yeah, they are better. But I think they just need to – I don't know. They didn't advance as far as I wanted them to. Of course, I didn't expect them to be the pipeline from 95 or whatever. But I just wanted to, you know, a little bit – here's the thing. I want them to get off the ball a little faster. Because I finally found – I found my book, okay, The Assembly Line by Milt Teneperth. And you can go through this book, and you can see how he lays out counters, traps, inside zone, scheme plays, outside zone principles. I mean, this is like reading, uh, I don't know, it's like reading a technical book about offensive line blocking. And when you watch us, the offensive line doesn't come off the ball as quickly as they need to be. And because of that, you know, a lot of the pulling and a lot of the trapping it's going to be effective against a team like Louisiana Tech, but Michigan's just going to blow those games, blow those plays up if they don't get off the ball better and, and play a little bit better. What's been a surprise for you, John, so far? I think that we've actually, you know, well, the defense, I just the overall defense, the fact that they are playing very good defense. I, you know, you can point to the fact they they are not doing as great in the passing game, but that's you know Colorado threw the ball a lot on them. Uh, they swarmed to the ball. I think that's the key to that. It's it seemed to be last year, the previous years that you'd have like one or two guys, and if they'd miss the tackle, well, some guy's gone. I don't, I was gonna look up what's the biggest play we've given up, and I didn't do that. And it isn't very far. We have not given up very many explosive plays at all. No. I think that's key. They're swarming to the ball. They're all over wherever the ball is going. They seem to know their assignments pretty well. We haven't really seen things blow up. So I think that's easily the most, su- the most surprising thing, especially after spending the offseason with people going, do you get run no three, three, five, 3 in a Big Ten? I guess we're going to get to Big Ten play, but, yeah. but so far it's been pretty damned impressive. Yeah. So what's your hope? Oh, my hope? Yeah. My hope is that we figure out the quarterback position to the point that we don't have to, like, um, freak out about it.
1: Well, reading through these comments, and let me, I'll just jump in real quick with mine, and then I think we can throw some of these comments up here. There's. Yes.
0: Oh, my God. He froze up. <laughs> 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 I hate being left alone. I'm back. Yeah, you froze there, buddy. <laughs> Did you ever fix your wireless like I told you to? No, he didn't. See that? Uh, okay. I um, Where's the best way? We'll, we'll, we'll I'm going to check off
1: get my backup plan here. Um, okay. To me, I agree with what you had to say, John, the best thing so far this year has been, um, has been the defense, the, the defense in my mind is also been, uh, how good they've played is, is the surprise for me as well. You know, I expected them to be decent, but, um, I would never have expected them to be as good playing as good as they are this year. Um, the worst thing, uh, you know, the turnover certainly, but I'm, you know, I, I'm, I'm really disappointed in the wide receivers. Now I understand, you know, okay, Castaneda got hurt, but, and, and Xavier Betts, you know, he crapped out before the season even started, but um, you know, I, the, the the wide receivers have not been good. And that's, that's been a little bit frustrating for me. Um, what I hope is uh, I hope that they, that we can keep people healthy Um, because I, I I do believe that the potential still exists, you know, for Nebraska to, to win four more games and, and, you know, get to a bowl game. I think that that's a real possibility based upon the big 10 West, but, you know, you asked earlier, and I, I guess I should have gone right to this. What, What concerns me the most is quarterback play, yeah. And I know that a lot of people are in love with with Heinrich Harburg. Um, We certainly know about you know Jeff Sims, and and here's a couple of things. Just you know, it shows that Nebraska needs a higher quality quarterback if they're going to take significant steps. Yeah. I'm not really excited about the idea, or, you know, that anybody might believe that Danny Kalen can come in next year as a freshman and light things up. That's not going to happen. So I, I, I do believe that, you know, I, I would think that rule has to go back into the portal and look for, look for a better quarterback than, than what we currently have, because um, Jeff Sims, you know, I, I think he's pretty dynamic. Here's the reality too. You know, a lot of people are beating up Jeff Sims. Jeff Sims is, you know, while he fumbles snaps, he can't even catch a snap. How many tens of thousands of snaps has Jeff Sims taken over the years? You know, and the fact that he fumbled two, that's, that's an insane game. That's, that's an enigma. Um, But I, I think the quarterback play down the road is going to have to be better than what we have. Um, And I understand Harvard got a lot of people excited, you know, with those uh, big runs the other day. But um, to me, that's an area that Rule's going to have to make some improvements in. Should we go to the comments? I think let's go to some of the comments before I fade
0: out again. Here you go. Living in Omaha, David Madney asked John and Todd if you were the head coach, who was the starting quarterback this week? I'll let you go first. He left me again. <laughs> and he's stuck there with that well, that kind of dumb face that Todd has sometimes. <sighs> you're, you're fading in and out I'm again. Trying, man. I'm trying, John. I'm trying. Okay. You didn't I'm fix working, your wireless. Right. You didn't fix your wireless like I
1: told you to, did you? I made phone calls and I didn't get any. OK, if I was a
0: starting quarterback, if I was a starting quarterback, if I was a starting quarterback, I'd be dead after two plays. If I was going to choose the starting quarterback for this weekend, I'd probably have to be Henry Carver because he's been in games and he's, you know, he's used to the game day environment. And uh, I I don't know if you just want to bring put it this way. If you put Jeff Sims in the game against Michigan, even if it's at home, and he has problems. I mean, you've pretty much destroyed him for the year. And I think you got to go with Heinrich Harburg to start this game because he started the last two, and he's kind of used to it. So, oh my God, now I am on my own. I'm just gonna go through some comments. By God, uh, we'll go with David Mantney again. I think tackling in practice is making a big difference. Uh, yeah, it is. I mean, you can. I think it's yes. pretty obvious. It's not that just Huge. that they're making tackles. Again, they're swarming to the ball. Again, they understand what they're doing on defense.
1: All right, let's Tackling go back to the- is so much better. It's vastly improved. John, I heard something about Sims and were you referencing, you know, the comments about he should start against Michigan?
0: Yeah. No
1: way. I I, I, didn't, I said it.
0: no. I said yeah. Harburg because he all right. He has to. Billy Tuesday says, if you guys beat Michigan, I'll donate $200 to John's Choice of Charity. Normally, the Choice of Charity is me, but I get the idea, and I would love nothing better than to donate $200 to, I don't know, something. I need like the, I don't know, I would have to look for a maybe a heart attack survivor group or something in Nebraska. I, you know, this is something I've been thinking about. You need to think about the, for me this too we need to do something where we're helping out a charity at some point here. Cause I would like to do that as part of, of, you know, as part of the YouTube channel, as part of our site, start something every year where we're donating to, I don't know, a heart association or a brain injury outfit. On those are the, my two things. Okay. There you go.
1: Scott Howard says Kick, kicking game must get better. You know, Scott, I, I don't disagree with that. I mean, you know, uh, I'm not sure that holding call, Made a difference in that uh, kickoff that was returned and eventually called back. Uh, Alvano has uh, he missed a field goal opportunity uh, the other day? Uh, he's missed more than one. Um, I would uh, have to say that uh, the kicking game does need to improve, though the kick, the fake kicking game <laughs> is doing very well. I, re- you know, little old Timmy Bleakrow, you know, that, that was, was awesome. That was It wonderful. was beautiful. I'll let you handle
0: the comments. You you marked a bunch of these. I'm trying to find more.
1: Um, no, it, that little starred things. I'm going to the stars. Goodbye. I don't know what you had. Tack- okay. Jay Salatro says tackling is greatly improved. Yep. Um, Scott Howard also says defense has been the biggest and the best surprise. Uh. And and to those, we both – we certainly agree with those. Um, oh, what else do we got here? Uh, John – M- Marcus Rystrom says, John, do you think we can get four more wins? Yes.
0: I mean, if, listen, if there's anybody out there that doesn't think we can get four more wins, you haven't been watching football and you haven't been watching our opponents because uh, our opponents are a mess. By, I mean, maybe not Michigan. But the opponents that we have after that are largely, uh, well, quite frankly, a clusterfuck from hell. That's what they are. I mean, uh, you know what? I, I, it's time for a graphic. Or Let me put up a got to find this. This is the game comparison, the stats, the official stats from Penn State, Iowa. And I don't know – I didn't watch this game. I watched a little bit oh. of it, and I thought, oh, my God, why am I doing this to myself what is the most surprising thing about this this stat line to you, Todd?
1: Rushing yards for Iowa, twenty.
0: That that
1: blows my mind.
0: I think the most the most impressive thing for this uh, on the Penn State side is the time of possession.
1: That's incredible too.
0: I mean, that's a like a over a three to one time of possession, fourteen thirty three uh, that that's just incredible. I mean, that's a level of offensive ineptitude that I didn't think anybody could get to granted. You could look at this and go, wow, Penn state's defense might be the most amazing thing ever. There was a time in the second half where I was watching the stats and kind of watching a game tracker and, Iowa had 63 yards and then they had 54 yards. I think it was. And then they lost six more yards on a sack and fumble after that. I mean, it was a truly unbelievably bad game for Iowa. And what, what else is there? Let's see. First downs four to 27 total plays, 33 plays Iowa ran and Penn state ran 97. That is just uh well, it's sad. I mean, it's not sad because it's, Iowa, but, and then you saw Minnesota lose to, uh, lose to Northwestern and probably, uh, you know, two, was it 2021 Minnesota lost to Gr- bowling green in what was like technically the worst loss in college football history because of the point spread losing to Northwestern. I, you know, I'm not going to say that PJ Fleck may not survive it, but I'm guessing there's a lot more people that are wondering if PJ Fleck should stay in Minnesota. Um, for a long time. Okay. We're going to take a double one. Okay. Mark, Mark George, Mark George says, shouldn't we all just relax knowing these are young men developing as athletes and more importantly men. And then Diane Dion Pryor comes back with Mark. These are paid athletes. We don't need to relax. Respond to those two
1: things. Todd. Oh, you're going to make me do it. Huh? Yeah, I am. Uh, (laughs) Well, I, I tend to, um, be more in the, uh, camp of the first comment. Um, you know, uh, <laughs> they are still young men and, uh, you know, some of them are getting paid a bit. Uh, most of them are not, um, yeah. say what you will about a college scholarship. Those, you know, that, 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 that ship is sailed. Um, these guys put in a tremendous amount of time, um, the commitment for college athletes is incredible. And, um, I, I'm, I'm not going to bash on those guys. Um, so I, I guess I'm, I'm kind of, I, I think we do need to relax a little bit. I, I, I listened to some of the call-in shows. I listened to some when I was driving home the other day from the game. Um, it just blows my mind how, uh, i don't know what the word is but it's you know people are already i don't know just how extreme they are like i said earlier you know the 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 jeff sims bashing is ridiculous i mean you know yeah he he had a really bad start but jeff sims is not a pathetic quarterback and you know it's it's um i don't know and I
0: think the word the word is apoplectic.
1: Well, yeah, I can go with that. I can go with that. So I kind of yeah. get what you're saying. I don't think we
0: should get personal about them, but at the same time, you know sports gives us a chance to escape our our regular lives and if you actually turn your focus away from sports to life, it's it's getting really kind of difficult. <laughs> So we need sports more than ever. You know what we need on our sports, Todd?
1: Taylor Swift. I think we do too. I've I've instantly become a a Kansas City Chiefs fan.
0: You know what Mark George is really saying here, Todd, is he's saying you better calm down. You're being too loud. (laughs) Okay, we
1: should move on. And then Mark George comes back with, where's the best pizza in Lincoln, Todd? That's where I've been. That's why my mind. He he caught my imagination here. Mark Yaya's and Lazari's. Lazari's and Yaya's. Those are the two best pizza places in town. Uh, there is one down there in the... Uh, oh, John, we went to it with uh, Aaron. Uh, mushroom or something like oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's
0: some, the Magic Mushroom down magic in the Magic Mushroom. Area. That was very something good. Something like that. That was pretty damn
1: good, too. So... Todd
0: Todd informed the waiter that if he had two of the uh, kind of ale he was drinking, that what would happen to you? You would shit your pants. I forgot what I said, John. You you said something about shitting your pants. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm sure I did. Yeah, you did. Thank God I was here to remember that and bring it up. Uh, Okay. Redwine65 says, I'd start Sims, give him a chance to redeem himself. Then if he turns over the ball without getting hit, put Heinrich Harburg in. Plus, it may be smart using two good quarterbacks so one doesn't get beat up too much. You don't no. agree
1: with that, Todd. Uh, 100% I disagree with that. The starting quarterback against Michigan should be Heinrich Harburg unless he is unable to play due to injury. He has started the last two games. Jeff Sims... Left the Colorado game after three turnovers and six turnovers in two games in a game and a half, and the fan base is absolutely. Many people in the fan base are absolutely against him, one hundred percent. You throw him against Michigan, you're setting him up for failure.
0: Yeah,
1: he, you know, yeah. you're you're totally setting him up for failure. So Heinrich Carberg is the starting quarterback. If Heinrich can't get it done. Then you go to Jeff Sims. I do agree with Redwine in saying that we're going to have to use two quarterbacks because with our shortage of running backs, they are going to get beat up. But Heinrich Carberg right now, he's the one that should start. And uh, let's see what he can do when he's playing against the big boys, you know, uh, rather than group of five teams.
0: Dion Pryor says, I'm not sure our quarterbacks actually know how to pitch the ball. Well, I guess we haven't found that out yet, but when you watch how they like Louisiana techs uh, has played that option, they have been taking, making sure that the ball doesn't get to the outside and then Heinrich Harburg has burned them going, you know, keeping it and being able to burst of speed past them. And you know what, how we see, I think we know that we're going to run option plays against Michigan. I mean, right now it seems to be a piece in our arsenal that is very functional, and uh, actually, I don't know, it works. I think you, if something works in the offense, you go, oh, we got to use that. So I'm sure that Michigan will have sorted out you know, how they're going to defend the option and force us to do things that uh, like pitch the ball, and we're going to see what happens.
1: Jay cilantro, cilantro says starting quarterback is obviously Harburg. Um, Joel Tilson, Harburg. You know what? Nobody's asking us. though.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> there, w- there was like 151 comments went by and I didn't see what they were. <laughs> were you looking at them? I'm still looking at some. I'm going to have to figure out. We are going to have to figure out how we're going to have to like get a producer or something.
1: Uh, Here's one for you. Clay Castleder says if you had if you had to buy one jersey from this season uh, so far whose jersey would you buy whose nut who's masher your huh nut masher nut masher that's yeah easy. yeah i think so
0: cuz you you could not only wear it as a jersey i mean you could like i don't know bring two or three people in there with you <laughs> Keep warm in winter with body heat <laughs> isn't he number zero?
1: yes, he is number zero yeah
0: i think I think I'd go with him just because you know if people asked me I'd be able to tell them the story of the polar bear well,
1: i'd get I'd get malcolm horseops i i little guy playing defensive back i mean he he now I'd have to I couldn't actually wear his jersey. it would I don't think I could get it on me so I would have to get a much larger one. but um, yeah, I like the way he plays. that's that's whose jersey I'd get. Okay peace please Beetleby
0: says please talk about Colorado, Oregon. Well, I'll tell you what. I watched a little bit of that game and then I thought, why the hell am I wasting my time with this? I realize what's going to happen here. And I know I know that Colorado is going to get just smoked, and they did. And I think that was pretty obvious to everybody that was paying attention to any college football at all. But what about all the crap that surrounds that thing? Oh, my God. Just the I – I was going to do a video about this, and I didn't think it would be that popular, so I may still do one about it. But Matt Brown is a guy who – Uh, He was my college manager for a while at SB Nation. He he went out on his own. He writes a newsletter, makes money off selling his newsletter subscriptions. But he pointed out that a a lot of the buzz and the reason why we keep seeing these guys like Fox and ESPN College game day go to Boulder and the media personalities and all that stuff is because the new college football going forward as we move into this new year is going to be all about brands and personalities and stuff like that, and that's why they love Deion Sanders. It doesn't. the The play on the field is taking second place to the personalities surrounding the game, and you really see that with Deion Sanders because if you go over on Twitter, you have all these people that have never watched college football before. That don't get that I hate Deion Sanders for the sole fact that he's the head coach of the Colorado Buffaloes and I hate the Colorado Buffaloes. It's got really nothing to do with Deion Sanders. I mean, I don't like the smack talking, but he takes it over the top. I don't like his son at all because he hasn't earned anything that neon Deion Sanders has. But they don't get that this is college football. I've seen people on Twitter say this is cult-like. Yes, it is. And I saw a cult-like behavior in college football as college football fans. And then yesterday you saw this massive phenomenon with Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and all that. Oh, my God. The people that came into that on Twitter commenting on the, you know, I mean, the, why, they put, why they put the Chicago Bears, wasn't it the Bears Chiefs? Why they put that game, I didn't watch hardly any of that game because it was terrible. I mean, the t- cheap Bears are just a god-awful football team. And, uh, you know, it was a national game at 3 o'clock that it was available to everybody. And you're like, what the hell is this garbage? But Taylor Swift is there, so there you go. Um, what? What is this? John, what is the black box thing on the front page of Coronation? I don't know. What is it? Are you blocking ads?
1: I have on, no idea. Go on, I'll look it up. Well, there's quite a few comments relative to. Well, here, you know, John, you were talking about a charity here. How about uh, we, uh, you know, Clay Casselder says uh, donation to children raised in Iowa. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm one I'm, I'm one of those. Um,
0: <laughs> so um, uh, Jay, Jay Cilantro is referencing his own fan post because some idiot that put, pinned it didn't actually add a photo to it so I should have added a photo okay go ahead
1: Mark George says shouldn't we be uh, more positive regarding Sims it it seems obvious that this is the best quarterback held back by uh, only at uh, the level of confidence but um, Mark, I'm, I'm in an agreement with that, but uh, at least tonight, I think we're kind of in the minority. Um, I, again, I think, in my opinion, Jeff Sims is going to throw interceptions. He did it at Georgia Tech. That's going to happen. It's on, and, and, But, you know, he, he's not going to throw inter, three interceptions a game. He's not going to have – he's not going to fumble snaps like he did before. And, you know, when people are saying that he's failed at his job, that sample size is too small. I mean, we're talking about a, a game and a half of football. And so we, who have never seen Jeff Sims play before, who have never been at a football practice with Jeff Sims, you know, when I say we, I'm talking about Nebraska fans. All of a sudden we're saying that this guy is a piece of crap that's 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 ridiculous that is a short-sighted ridiculous comment um, so yeah I I don't know what I, I we've beat this drum we can we can move on from that well Colorado has
0: USC this weekend and they're probably they're gonna get annihilated again and Fox is
1: already gonna be back in Boulder why because of the personalities well yeah so, I mean, Dion, Dion is bringing a lot of clicks, just like the Oregon coach said, you know, he's creating right. a lot of clicks um, because of all of the attention that Dion Sanders brings to himself. And he has ever since he was, you know, a freshman at Florida State, tiny, tiny, tiny other people, person. other people are going to be attracted to him. I mean, that's why Warren Sapp came out and said, I'm going to Boulder next year. and I'm going to be a coach. I'm coaching at Colorado next year. I wonder if Dion is actually invited him or if Warren is just going to show up and all of a sudden he's going to be the defensive line coach. I don't know. But, you know, that that brash look-at-me kind of mentality, you know, think about, think about the culture we're in right now. That is incredibly attractive to young people. I mean, people are all over TikTok. Look at me. Instagram look at me. Twitter, listen to me. You know, I mean, it's YouTube, YouTube as well. <laughs> look at me, look at me, look at me. And, and Deion Sanders has personified that. And folks, if, and I don't know how long he will, but if Deion Sanders stays at Colorado, he will consistently have the number one ranked recruiting classes in the country going forward. Because, a lot of young players want to play in that kind of a culture. They want to be there for that. And if if you think it's hard to like, um, actually, if you think it's easy to hate Colorado, it's going to get a lot easier going forward. Because <laughs> when, when Deion Sanders, you know, basically uh, brought up an old Scott Frost comment, If you're going to get me, you better get me now. I think that's going to be pretty true about the Colorado Buffaloes and Deion Sanders.
0: Caleb Warb with the Super Chat. Thank you, Caleb. Do you think any running back besides Grant makes a good contribution this week? We can't rely on him too much. He'll get hurt too. Uh, I think that was probably one of the most disappointing things about the game against Louisiana Tech is we didn't see really a lot of rushes from other backs. Uh, Emma Johnson played some. And I guess he got his feet wet, but uh, I mean, beyond Emmett Johnson, you have Cole Ballard, who was a walk-on freshman from 185-pound freshman from Elkhorn. Uh, you got the Ives. Eyes, kid. Yeah, Quentin Ives is supposed to be really – he's supposed to be a diamond in the rough, isn't
1: he? Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, Six-foot, 285-pound freshman from Beverly, New Jersey, Maurice Mascuza, who we've heard nothing about. <coughs> and Kenneth, who was a junior, by the way, transferred from Philadelphia. Uh, Kenneth, Philadelphia, the, the town, not the Philadelphia Eagles. I think that'd be illegal. Uh, and then Kenneth Williams, running back, 5'11", hundred seventy-five pound uh, freshman from Detroit, Michigan, and Lincoln High School from Nebraska. So I, there's not a lot of depth there. I mean, the number of guys that have actually had carries beyond uh, Anthony Grant is – Trevin Lubin is listed as a running back, but I think he's been playing more of like a fullback. And then uh, I, the only one with any carries is Emma Johnson. So somebody has to come along and and help
1: out here. So, eek. You know, kind of shifting gears a little bit away from the quarterback talk, Michael Hansen says – this Saturday, both teams will get a real test of trench play. This will be the toughest game NU plays all year. Go Big Red. Uh, fun to see the option back. Hope it's effective. Uh, I, I did hear on uh, one of the call-in shows that many people think Michigan's got the best defensive line in yeah. the country. Uh, that's not a real good matchup for Nebraska, no. especially when uh, Nebraska wants to run the football. Um you know, we, we talked about what kind of depth is there behind Anthony Grant. Emmett Johnson had a few carries. Um, you know, I think he had positive yards, but uh, they really didn't give him the ball enough on Saturday to really get any idea of what he's capable of doing. Um, I, you know, not spending a whole lot of time, you know, dissecting everything. I think it's going to be tough to run on Michigan. I think it's going to be yeah. uh, a very difficult task. And therefore um, Heinrich's going to have to click with the passing game and they're going to have to figure out a way uh, to get some receivers open uh, to move the ball against that team.
0: Matthew Braz says, no, Colorado. I'm stop watching this channel. I'm signing off. So goodbye, Matthew. I mean, Colorado's the thing, man. That's just the deal. Deion Sanders is a big name and it's driven stuff all over the place and uh you know, the honest-to-God truth is when you look at your analytics and you do this stuff and you're going to be on YouTube, you're going to have a podcast, you're going to be on Twitter or anything, if you're going to do media, you have to deal with the 800-pound gorilla, and that's just how it goes. So, uh, yeah, we're going to cover. Ryan Day, Todd. Yeah. Ryan Day, Ryan Day
1: beat Notre Dame. Did you watch that game? I did watch that game. I told you. I really like Notre Dame's offense. That is an offense that I love to watch. I understand they got beat, but that's the kind of football I would like to see Nebraska play on the offensive side. What did but, you yeah, think about? I watched, about, that, I watched well, that.
0: Okay, if in case anybody didn't know, uh, it was a very close game, very low-scoring game, very physical. I think yeah, is incredibly it, physical. Very physical. <laughs> In case you didn't know, some some things happened at the end of the game. Uh, Number one, Notre Dame only had 10 players on their last two defensive plays, and one of those players would have been in probably the position where where Ohio State uh, did a power run over the left guard and scored basically from the, I don't know, half-yard line. Number two, Ryan Day went off on Lou Holtz because Lou Holtz had gone on, he'd gone on Pat McAfee's show, I think, or Pat McAfee's podcast, and said Ryan Day didn't win; he wasn't winning because his teams weren't physical. And Ryan Day went off on this after the game was over with a very emotional, you know, bashing of Lou Holtz for saying his teams weren't physical. A lot of people were upset with Ryan Day because why would you respond to some old man? Which you know, come on, man! It's like what you don't have to listen to your elders anymore. But I thought Ryan Day was very emotional. I thought it was kind of cool that he—you saw that emotion in him. Because, I mean, the thing is, we try. I, I, Todd probably does. We try to stay somewhat objective. I certainly don't stay objective when I'm watching the games or when I do my reactions. But we're doing shows like this. We try to stay a little bit objective. Ryan Day has to be the most pressured coach oh, without in, question. In, in football. People can say Nick Saban, but Nick Saban's already won a whole shitload of stuff. Yeah. Ryan Day, it's just so beat up by Ohio State fans. He has to win every game, not only win every game, he has to smash his opponents. It's unbelievable, the Ryan Day stuff going
1: on. Well, he, he was handed the keys to a Lamborghini. Yeah. And... You know, the the expectations have never cooled ever since, you know, he, he got that job. And uh, he, he is in a tough spot. He really is. But, you know, I wouldn't mind being in that spot. But um, I don't know if I could handle the pressure. <laughs> <sighs> okay. So, Go ahead. Well, here's uh, M.W., 187 says John and Todd, do you both keep receipts like Dion? Um I'll go first. I have no idea what that means. <laughs> you don't? No, I mean it means it means
0: you keep grudges basically. It means that he he remembers all of the people that said negative things about him.
1: Well, I yeah, I, I'm kind of petty and keep grudges. I'm not proud of that. So I guess. I have to keep receipts in the real world because I married an accountant if I don't bring one home. (laughs) So I guess I'm pretty good at that. Um, I do not.
0: I do not. I'll be honest with you. And this is an interesting question, but I do not. I do not keep any grudges. I do not even remember people that try to insult me. I don't even take most things as insults. And the reason for that is is one of the things I've discovered about living with a brain injury is that uh, if you let anger and hate dwell in you, it wears you out a lot faster than if you don't. And that's an honest to God statement. If you hold grudges and you hold that stuff inside you, you might as well be eating poison. And so when he says he keeps receipts, you know, whatever. I guess if you're that, you know, honestly, I want to say petty. I don't think that's it. If you're the guy that wants to carry around that baggage with you, so be it. But I don't, I don't do any of that stuff anymore. In fact, most of that stuff, uh, you know, people like comments we get, you know, personal comments that are kind of nasty sometimes. I just, I don't really even, they don't affect me. They don't bother me. I just, they just move on and I forget about them <laughs> unless they're right. Some, every once in a while, somebody... Somebody would say, like, this was a really lazy article, John, and I go, ah, oh, shit, he was right. <laughs> that bothers it, me. You
1: know, when Joel Telshow growing- says, John walking the Michigan sideline in a tube top wouldn't probably help us this week. This one is all about our fight and sticking to the game plan. Um, I definitely agree with everything that you say there, Joel, and heaven forbid should we ever be exposed to John in
0: a tube top. Yeah, I nobody should have that. Wait, we gotta take the super chat. Fred Sacco of the Super Chat. The Dion thing is short term. He isn't even 75th recruiting now. He'll get people through the portal. Maybe he can get a new foot that way too. Fred, you always get that last sentence in there. Okay, go on.
1: Well, here's one that I think's interesting and and uh This is from Colin J. Do you think Marcus Buford will get his starting spot back once healthy? Omar Brown and Singleton are better than he ever did in playing better than he ever did. In my opinion, you know, again, we don't know where Matt rule stands on that whole idea of whether or not you lose your position because of an injury. You know, we've, we talked about that quite a bit last week and, and, you know, previous coaches kind of had that opinion. Um, you know, I don't know, but I'll tell you what, we really can't complain up to this point about Omar Brown. And and yeah. I think it's Deshaun, isn't it? Deshaun Singleton. Yeah. Um, we really can't complain about those guys. I didn't even know who the heck Singleton was, you know, really right. before this season started. So, you know, you talk about some surprises, him, uh, McKay. Uh, I can't say the guy's last name, Gabo- Gebert, um, number 42 on defense. I mean, no, that's yeah. 42. Yeah. Um, you know, i got it. There are some guys that have come, you know, from from nowhere as far as I'm concerned that have been really, really good players. Marcus Buford's a good player, though, and uh, yeah. I haven't heard anything when they can expect him back. I, I've heard nothing about I
0: I don't know if being a starter – I know that you get your name down as a starter and you get your – you know, you get the stat as a starter, but they're playing so many people on defense. I don't even know. I know that Omar Brown played all of the snaps in this last game. But the rest of them, they are cycling guys in so much that uh, being a starter probably doesn't doesn't mean as much. I guess you get the, the accolades, but otherwise, guys are playing a lot. Branson Chab was a super chat. Ambition and expectation are necessary, but too much can often be the downfall of a program. Unfortunately, Nebraska is a victim of its pride.
1: What do you think of that, Todd? That's a profound statement. Um I'd have to, that's one of those I'd want to mull on for a while there. Brandon. Mull on? Mull, think, think over, toss around in my mind. Um, I'm not going to disagree with it though. Um,
0: I would say that Nebraska is a victim of its pride in the fact that they kept that last guy around <laughs> Yeah, at least a year longer than they did because we wanted to have a Nebraska guy
1: be successful got one up here, John, that I kind of uh, like. Okay. Let's take a look at this. Minnie Hunt says, I'm a believer in what Rule is doing. Any backup he puts in seems to be ready. Uh, definitely on the defensive side of the ball, no question at all. And, uh, you know, they're playing a lot of guys on defense, a lot. Um, yeah. And we're starting to see offensive linemen get worked in there a little bit more. You know, Henry Levtovsky Lev- 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 he's been uh, playing quite a bit. So um, – yeah, I, I agree with what you're saying there, Minnie. Okay, well, that's fine. We'll go with this. Wait a minute.
0: Wade Farr comes in with Deion Sanders got his Lamborghini ticketed last Friday. Does anyone know if it got towed spelled T-O-E-D to the impound lot? Wade, goodness gracious. Gee whiz, gosh. <laughs> that's that's terrible. It's funny, but it's terrible. Okay, go. Uh, I'm looking for some more comments here, John. Uh, Okay, Scott Howard, I I keep this one. He's not going – Scott Howard says he's not going to three three interceptions in a game again, only if we run the ball 100% of the time. I didn't say he's not
1: going to throw three interceptions every game going forward. Not going to happen. But, Um, yeah, Scott, there's logic there. I get it.
0: I think that if we actually, if we're going to play, if we're going to have any offense against Michigan, we're going to have to figure out how to throw the ball because our offensive line, the other reason why I wanted to show some of the formations uh, toward the end of the game, like this one, I showed uh, this one. I showed, I mean, look at the, I mean, uh, let's compare these two. Look at how we're spread out and how a little bit more spread out. Louisiana techs defense is, and then you look at this one and you notice that Louisiana Tech's defense is pretty crunched all in the middle of the field because they can be because most of our players are in the eye. I don't think we can afford to run the eye that much against Michigan because of their defensive line and clogging up the middle. We're going to have to go with more spread like this, but the danger against Michigan is going to be that they're going to walk these guys in the back up to the line because they, they won't fear the pass at all. So I we're gonna have to have some kind of passing game. It's gonna have to, we're gonna have to find yep. it somewhere this season. If if nothing else, guy we need to hit one of these throws to Tommy Hill streaking down the field. If for no other reason to say, look, it could happen. Then we'll just move on from Tommy Hill, Todd. Just keep going.
1: Jay cilantro, uh, Jay Cilantro says. What are the chances of a Harburg injury versus Michigan that could cost future bowl chances? Well, no, we have Jeff Sims that can come in and rally the team <laughs> if if Harburg gets injured. So And Chubba Purdy. And Chubba Purdy. Yeah. There we go. Okay. I'm going to go with what I said at the outset of the show. Nebraska, going forward, is going to have to uh, upgrade quarterback. Uh, the, the level of quarterbacks they have, if they're going to if they're going to fight for the top of the of the Big Ten, we have to have higher quality quarterbacks than what we have right now.
0: Oh shoot, uh, Brian or Blaine Cole says, "Who do you think the offense w- w- wants in at quarterback, or does it matter?" Well, I think that you would want to play for your quarterback no matter what. I mean, the honest, the guy, I mean, offensive linemen, especially offensive linemen, are there. It's like they have a duty, like a knight or a paladin, to protect their quarterback and pass protection and to do the best they can do to open holes. And really, uh, it shouldn't matter to them who's behind them. Now, does it? You know, it probably does. They probably want the guy that they believe has the best chance of winning the game. But their mentality should always be, no matter what, nobody hits my quarterback. And especially nobody hits my quarterback late. And if they hit my quarterback late, I kill them.
1: And, you know, that should be true for no matter. Fred Sacco comes in and says the offense doesn't care who's back there from the look of it, far as pass blocking goes. You know they they the thing is is
0: they've been better but they just haven't been consistent. That's the thing yeah, about Yeah,
1: I it. I agree with you. I agree with you
0: 100%. Uh okay, da, 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 da. Joel Tilson transfer court. Okay, I'm trying to get ahead of myself. Joel Tilson transfer portal for future quarterbacks. You know, probably at least to you uh, stay stave over a year. If Jeff Sims completely flatlines and, uh, you know, Danny Kalen is going to come in as a freshman, you still have to have some other guys in there. I think the problem is this. Like, if you look at Caleb Washington, right, plays for USC, probably the top Heisman guy right now. His father has come out and said, even if he's the number one draft, draft round, the first guy taken in the draft, Uh, He may stay in college. Why might he stay in college? Because he's probably getting 2 or $3 million a year to stay in college. And what we're going to find out of the transfer portal is probably directly influenced by how much we can pay a quarterback. And I think as a management person, you know, would you really right now in Nebraska's development as a team, are you really going to just throw $3 million at a guy and he's your quarterback compared to all the other holes you have on your team. I don't know. That's where this roster management, that's got to be some kind of like chess playing 4D—I don't know. Nasty level of management that I don't want to comprehend with my
1: feeble mind. <laughs> Aaron, Aaron, uh, Aaron Kane has an interesting question. Is there a chance that there is more in the playbook than what we have shown in anticipation of Michigan? Um, I think this offense has, um, I, you know, I don't know how deep the playbook is, but what we've seen has been pretty consistent from one game to the next. So we saw more options this last game, I think there's quite a bit in there um, where where you'll see some you'll see some of the same, but they'll do th- different things off of it. I don't. I hope we don't see what we witnessed. Under the former guy, where you know we see five or six completely new cute plays that um, they don't complement
0: one another. Yeah. yeah, they're not connected and they don't complement each other. Right. I don't think there's a. There might be some trick plays we haven't seen, but I think right now you, you know, with the the with the counters they run and the traps and the pulling they run, they have to run those plays. If those aren't plays, you just show up and start running one day and you get them correct. And you, I don't think you can do that in practice either. Uh, You have to be running that kind of stuff on a consistent basis to get it down. I mean, it's kind of – if you watch teams that aren't named Nebraska, by the way, and they they run an option play here and there, they're usually really shitty at it because if you're going to run an option, you have to run an option as a part of your offense. You can't just go, hey, let's run an option play here and see what happens. But teams do that. And then they're shocked like they fumble the ball and stuff where their pitches are crappy and the timing's off. All that stuff is about timing, and you have to be able to go through the reps, and game day reps are as more important probably
1: than doing practice reps in that case. Minnie Hunt says, rule is all in on Hill. Hope we get to see why soon. You said it a lot better than I've said it, Minnie. I am wondering what everybody sees in that number 31. So we'll just (laughs) hide that. Thank you. I've been cast eyes because I've.
0: Oh, you have not.
1: Okay. A little bit because
0: you just go on and on and on about it. For God's sake. (laughs) If you could just go Tommy Hill and then be quiet in the slack room during games, but no. Okay. Fred Sacco says, I can't see all of Todd's shirt. Does it say all of my toes are intact? And it says all my exes live in Texas, Missouri, Kansas, Colorado, Iowa, and Oklahoma. Not in that order. I am going to show one more thing tonight. Oh, wait a minute, Todd. We're over an hour. We're going to – here, I want to show you something. This is up on the store. This is a shirt and a, a design that is basically a fuck Iowa design. Those are big letters. And what I would like your feedback on, not necessarily now, go to the store, send me an email. You can send comments off the cobbycorn.com. But look at how big those lettering is on that compared to this, which is a woman's crop top. See how small the lettering is. Which one do you prefer? Would you rather have options for both? Or do you hate the whole thing altogether? But uh, Todd, when I showed this in Slack, he goes, you need to have heavy clothing, to which I pointed out, we're not just playing fire in football. We play them in like 18 sports, for God's sakes, Todd, you wiener. You wanted to show this photo.
1: I did. I wanted to point out that on UniWatch, the website UniWatch, which I, I pay attention to religiously, they said that the best uniform matchup on Saturday in college football was – the louisiana tech nebraska matchup three cheers for this red white and blue beauty i would agree with that that's what uniforms should look like not some mixed up paint palette like oregon wears <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah I, I, we better wrap it up john we're we're getting yeah we got michigan to get ready for
0: well, that's true. We do have to get ready for Michigan. All right. Uh, Jason, uh, John in the crop top. Uh, no, what the hell? You guys are weird. This whole tube, nobody wants that. Nobody wants, like, listen, there's parts of my body that haven't seen the sun in years. People could go blind instantaneously. I don't, you know, I don't want, I have no desire to harm other people. Uh, okay. Is there anything else here? Because I'm, yeah, I'm fading.
1: Pretty fast too. Oh, this is awesome. Children's Hospital just ordered 600.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Uh, well, Minnie Hunt says, Yes, I will buy it. Big letters. I want you to send me an email. And I, I Minnie, I would like to review some things with you. Okay. Oh. <sighs> uh. Yeah, I'm kind of pooped. You I'm know pooped what happened? Pooped. You know what today? I uh, last week I t- I spent a part of the week ripping my brains apart because of a firewall problem for a customer, and I finally opened a support ticket. I know this is boring. Uh, <clears throat> I opened a support ticket with the vendor of the firewall and had them examine it because I thought they'd come back and say, "Well, you did this wrong and this wrong and this wrong," and they came back and said, uh, "They just said." Your configuration looks perfectly fine. We don't know why it's doing that, and I just blew my mind because the, I spent so many hours and so much effort on trying to figure out what the hell I did wrong. <sighs> anyway, and my brain's a little fried today from that. And Mozilla says the lo- lovely life of
1: IT. Yes. So, what what's your prediction, John?
0: I do. I have a. I haven't thought about it. Am I supposed to have
1: a prediction already? No, I don't know. People are asking for predictions. I tell you what. I, I think Nebraska, I hope they play well. I think Michigan's going to beat Nebraska by two touchdowns, but I don't think it's going to be a blowout. And I'm not even going to, I think Nebraska's defense is good enough, um, you know, to keep it from being ridiculous, you know, for Michigan. But I don't know if Nebraska's offense can score very many points. That's what's no. got me worried.
0: Uh okay uh, Ted Hilker says my prediction 24-21 Nebraska. Uh Caleb That would be great Ted. Yeah, would 38 to 17 U- University of Minnesota. What what am I saying? See, this is why we need to go. I'm I'm starting to lose it upstairs. Yeah, we need to call her 38 to 17 uh uh Michigan. That's what UM is. Okay, Wade Farr says press the like button. Nebraska 78 Michigan 9, Brandon M, 42 to 14, uh, Mozilla 21 to 9, Michigan. All right, we need to go because we're old and we need our beauty sleep. We're just barely hanging on here. (laughs) Thank you, everybody, for your support. Thank you for always showing up for us. And, uh, you know, have a good week. And I'm going to try to arrange a live show with a Michigan guy. And I haven't had anybody, you know, I haven't been able to schedule that yet. So, uh, whew. Okay. Good night, Todd. Hey, good night, John.